This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hi guys, surprise, and welcome to a bonus episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast. I'm actually super excited about this, um, just being able to share this with you guys. We are still in quarter one of 2021, and at the top of the year in our producer society, we had our first live event called Mission Mindset, and I'm so excited to share this with you guys on the podcast um, as a bonus episode this week. Because I really think it's so critical that we go from thinking about vision and vision boards and all of these different things, and we're really in place where we are mission-minded. So I pray that you all absolutely um, get your notepads ready, get all the things that you need, because you're not going to want to miss this. If you're not a part of the Producer Society, you are going to want to be after you listen to this event, because we do these monthly. We actually just wrapped up. Um, an event called Divinely Equipped, how to maximize the gifts that God has already given you. And so I wanted to share this with you guys on the podcast this week. You can download the um, the PowerPoint or the notes or the presentation by clicking the link in the show notes and make sure you get connected with us in the Producer Society. So without further ado, here is a replay from our Mission Mindset event at the beginning of the year. You are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Charlotte Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. All right, I am super excited that you ladies are here tonight. My name is Charlotte Walker, and I am going to be talking tonight about the mission mindset, executing your vision and producing out of purpose. And I'm super excited about this. This is something that God laid on my heart um, months ago. So I just want to welcome you ladies. I thank you so much just for taking time out of your busy schedules to come and have this um, kind of conversation. Like I said, this isn't your normal vision board party, um, but something so much uh, more divine. And so I'm so excited that you ladies are here tonight with me. So my name is Charlotte Walker. I am the founder of the Producer Society um, and the host of the God Goals and Girls Talk podcast. Um, I am a wife. I'm a nurse practitioner by trade, a pediatric nurse practitioner. Um, I 
like to do all the things. I'm an auntie. Um, I am in, like really big in my church. So really regular, regular, even though it sounds super fancy, it's not. Um, but I'm going to be just spending some time with y'all tonight to talk about this mission mindset and kind of shifting us out of solely focusing on the vision so we can produce all the things that God has called us to. So by the end of our time together tonight, you are going to be able to understand the call of being a producer. Um, You're going to be able to identify the difference between a vision and a mission. You're going to understand the importance of having that mission mindset. And then I'm going to give you some tools, right, so you can develop, you know, effective goals and then be able to execute them. So we have been called to produce. And this is something that God really gave to me a couple months ago. And at first I took it as a mandate for myself, um, but then very quickly became aware that this is more than just a call to me, but to anybody that's connected to wanting to produce out of purpose and not just looking for their purpose. So in John 15, we have this passage that Jesus gives, but the the part of this of the passage that I love most is that um, you know, to those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. And instead of us going out and being influencers and everything else that culture calls us to be, we're really called to be producers, right? When you look throughout the Bible, there's a lot of information. Um, on producing and producing fruit and sowing seeds and seed time and harvest time. And there's not really anything about us going out and executing um, things out of influence because God has the influence. We're just the producers. And so I really want us to make sure that we kind of shift that mindset out of being an influencer, being popular, right? But but more so producing the fruit that God has called us to produce in every area of our lives. So another area where we we kind of spend too much time is looking for our purpose. Like our purpose has already been provided. And I know this goes against popular opinion, but our purpose never was lost. I feel like too many of us spend time saying like, oh, I need to find my purpose. It's not lost. It's the same purpose um, that we were given back when Jesus was out here walking around the earth. Okay, so it's the same purpose um, that Christ gave to the disciples, that great commission. And it says so in the Bible. Right. And what's unique is that we all have these specific gifts, these talents, and these avenues that we'll be able to use to fulfill the purpose, but the purpose is the same for all of us, right? So it doesn't matter, um, you know, whether you're a school teacher, the purpose is still the same for you to bring people into the knowledge of Christ. Even with me, it doesn't matter that I work in healthcare, my purpose is still to bring people to the knowledge of Christ. The way that we get there and we do that is so much, is different, um, but it the role still is the same, right? So our prayer should no longer be, God, what's my purpose? But it's God reveal to me what I'm supposed to do. Reveal to me the, the role um, that you've given me to fulfill 
the purpose, right? Purpose will not always have a platform. And that's something that we really have to get out of believing is that, okay, God um, is going to use me on this giant, huge platform. No, your platform is that student um, that you're teaching to every room that I walk into when I go to see a patient, I'm I'm exercising my purpose and my platform, even if it's not overtly me reading scripture, but the love and the difference in the care that I provide versus other providers, it, it demonstrates the purpose that God has given me, that I'm walking in the things that God has given me. I'm taking the extra time to talk to that teenager that I can see is struggling versus me being in and out and doing my job. And so it's so important that we don't get so caught up in what culture says purpose looks like. And we go back to the basics and make sure that we're focusing on our godly purpose because each one of us being obedient in the purpose in the kingdom is critical because we all have a role to play. Right. So like when you think about us being a part of the body of Christ, in our bodies, nobody walks around telling you how amazing your kidneys are. Like, oh, sis, I see your kidneys. They out here. Nobody is doing that. But, you know, they may tell you like, oh, I love your smile. I love your eyes. Those things are what you see on the outside. Those things may have the platform, but let your kidneys start cutting up. Okay. Like you will be out here with a threat to your body, your if your kidneys are are messing up, it has um, a critical impact on the body. Even though you don't see them working, even though you may not um, always consider your kidneys when you picking out your clothes, they're still very very purposeful. And there's a lot that goes on in the body, just like it does in the body of Christ. Even if nobody's out here um, talking about my kidneys are on fleek right? You need them. And in the same sense, God needs all of us to produce that purpose, even if it doesn't have a platform, even if nobody's cheering you on, but the purpose stays the same. Now, here's where we get, we kind of get hung up. Before you write the vision, right? Culture has taught us to create this vision. We do our vision boards. Um, However, when you are mission-minded, right, and you're attached to the vine, you have to understand that the vision is provided. It's not something that you create. God gives us the vision. And we love to to quote Habakkuk 2.2, write the vision and make it plain. But we have to understand the whole story. And anytime, like if you listen to my podcast, I always talk about context is so critical because we out here talking about write the vision, make it plain. But the vision that Habakkuk was writing was about judgment against Judah. So it wasn't like he was out here like, oh, I'm about to write this vision about all the amazing things we're going to do. No, God was casting judgment on Judah because they were sinning against God. The visions that he were that he was writing were God's visions. And he was seeking God and reverently questioned God about what was going on, right? So the takeaway from Habakkuk shouldn't be that, um, you know, we're out here writing down these visions and doing all these things that we want to do on our own. But it's understanding that we should question God for the details pertaining to the things that we may see but not understand. Right. So in Habakkuk 2.1, he talks about how he's going to stand on his guard post and he's going to stay up there until God answers his questions. One second. Let's see. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> right. So it's it's less about us coming up with these visions and more about 
us fulfilling the vision that God has given us, right? And we see this, and a great example of this is Mary. So Mary was given the vision by Gabriel, um, the archangel of the Lord. She was going to have the son of God. She was going to name him Jesus, and he was going to reign over Israel forever and ever, right? And that's in Luke 1, 31 through 33. She didn't understand how this was going to happen. She was like, but I'm a virgin. I don't get this. How is this going to happen? And when she asked the question, she was given insight that she would be impregnated by the Holy Spirit. She even received a word for somebody else, her uh, relative Elizabeth, and she responded by submitting to God's vision and not her own vision, right? At no point did she go back and forth um, and, you know, about the ridicule, like, oh, first of all, I'm supposed to be getting married. Like, how am I about to explain this to my bae, Joseph? He, like, he's not going to believe me. Like, people going to talk about me. She didn't do none of that. She just was committed to the vision that God gave her. And so it's so important that we're not creating our own vision when we talk about doing vision boards and we're starting out the year. But we're seeking God to, to give us the vision that he has for us. Let me see, make sure we don't have any questions so far. Yes, 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 yes. Like we have to really kind of get over us culturizing the Bible. <laughs> um, we really like to make it make it cute, but it's really like, nah, at the end of the day, it's God's vision that I'm writing. He has a specific vision for me. We know that we all like to quote Jeremiah 29, 11, that um, God knows the plans that he has for us but nobody's talking to him. We're creating our own plans and then asking him to bless it afterwards. And it doesn't work like that. So we have to be committed to the vision, right? So in Luke two, we hear the story about Jesus being um, quote unquote lost. And I say lost because he's Jesus. He wasn't lost, but uh, we talk about the story of Mary and Joseph, where they go out for the festival, they come back, they find Jesus in the temple. And I can imagine Mary knowing what she knows. She's been given the vision. She knows who she is and who, you know, who Jesus is. And she's feeling overwhelmed. She's feeling panicked. And she's feeling like she has mishandled the vision that God has given her right? She didn't lost Jesus. Like what? Like, come on, what? <laughs> right. So she's overwhelmed. She's panicked. She's frantically looking for him and she's doing everything that she knows how to do to protect the vision. Right. And they spent days traveling um, back to the temple within reality. She hadn't yet shifted to that mission mindset. Right. Of course, we know that Jesus was here to bring salvation and to establish his kingdom on earth. And when they discover Jesus, he's in the temple with the teachers. Right. And he's 12. So he's just he just stayed his little adolescent self back <laughs> at the temple. And when he was confronted by his parents, he responded, why are you searching? Um, did you not know that I would be about my father's business? Right. And Mary and Joseph did not understand what that meant. However, the next time we hear from Jesus, you know, he's being, you know, he's baptized and the, the scriptures after talk about how he was obedient to them after the fact. Um, and he's like 30 years old. Next time we see him in my head. 
This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Producer Society. The Producer Society is an online membership group for women looking to draw closer to God, to develop godly community, and to produce everything that God has called her to. Members of the Producer Society receive early access to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast episodes, monthly Bible studies, exclusive online events, and so much more. If you are ready to get connected with other women who are chasing after God, and wanting to produce his purpose in their lives, then this community is for you. Visit www.producersociety.com to start your free 30-day trial today. Now let's get back to the show. Jesus was on punishment from 12 to 30 like that's that's what happened she was like okay that's cute but you want punishment for the next 18 years so when we um talk about this though we have to understand that we have to be committed to the vision to the mission more than the vision right mary was told that jesus would be a great king and rule over many nations she was given the vision but jesus was sent here on a mission and he was about his father's business even at 12 right? And because Jesus is our example, we should be about our father's business, right? We are confident in the vision um, and the vision is going to come to pass because God's word will not return to him void. You don't have to worry about the vision and cutting out the picture. All that's cute. Great. But the mission is what matters. The mission is you being about your father's, about your father's business. And I feel like we too much spent, we spent too much time, you know, on the vision and cutting out pictures, but then we stop right there. And then we, we're upset when things don't come to pass, but it's because we have not focused on the mission. We're too busy, you know, making it cute and doing our own thing. And so even in a worldly sense, when we talk about um, a vision versus a mission, when you look at businesses, they have a vision statement and a mission statement because they are different, right? We The vision isn't bad, but we stop prematurely and that's all that we focus on. The vision is directly tied to the purpose, the bigger picture, but the mission outlines and includes the strategy right? It gives you the action plan. So that way we can fulfill the vision. There are too many visions and not enough missions being completed, right? This is, this is where we get stuck. We write the vision and then we go about aimlessly doing things and we're not being strategic in what God has called us to do. Then we're frustrated with God, but we're not speaking to him. We're just doing whatever we want to do. Hold on, I'm trying to keep up with the comments. Okay, perfect. So it's really important that we go from being solely focused on the vision to becoming mission-minded. Okay, so how do we get there, right? Like all of this sounds great, but how do we get there? I'm going to explain to y'all these steps to how to move from vision to mission. This is where you're going to need your pen and paper. And we'll have some time too at the end to um, kind of chit chat and discuss and answer questions and all of that too. So first you have to identify the vision, right? So the vision is important, 
So this isn't saying like, oh man, you don't need to be doing the vision. No, the vision is important, but we fail to to follow through. We just get the vision and then we don't follow up with obtaining the mission from God. That's where we fall short. So first you have to identify the vision. How do you do this? This is being intentional and seeking God. So I recommend taking some time to to fast and pray. And you want to set the atmosphere with worship. So turning on your worship music, you're fasting and you're praying. And this is separate from the time that you spend um, praying and fasting as you should be. But this is with the intention of saying, okay, God, I'm praying and fasting and asking you to show me the vision that you have for me for this year. What are we doing this year? What do you want me to do in this season? Right? And you set the atmosphere and you ask God to give you guidance in every area of your life. So I like to use what I call the five F's um, when it comes to asking God and seeking him for for vision. Um, I do faith, family, finances, fitness, and future. So faith, family, finances, fitness, and future. So in my faith, okay, God, what things are you calling me to in my walk with you and my relationship with you? What things do I need to improve on? So for me this year, it is um, a focus on divine discipline, which we'll talk about in a second, and prayer. So I really am on a mission to improve my prayer life this year. And that's going to be my focus, right? Um, With my family, making sure that you know, me and my husband go on date nights and really investing into my marriage, um, investing into my extended family, making sure, you know, what what things, what goals do you have for your family, even if you're single, right? It may be spending more time with your nieces and nephews. It may be being more intentional about spending time with your siblings. So what is God calling you to do for your family with your finances? What are your goals in regards to your finances? Are we focusing on debt repayment? Do I need to get some life insurance so I can start establishing wealth for my family? These are different, you know, goals and the vision that God may have for you. Fitness. Too many of us neglect this area, right? We want God to use us. We want to be God's vessels, but we don't invest in the vessels, we have to make sure that we're investing in the vessels. That's great. God could give you the vision. He could give you the mission. He could give you all the things. If you die of a heart attack because you're not taking care of your body, then what? Right? So we need to make sure that um, we're investing in that area of health and fitness. So that may mean, okay, God, let me make sure that I get my yearly doctor's appointment, that I'm being consistent with my dental, like my preventative health measures. Let me make sure that I'm cooking better. This isn't more so a diet, uh, you know, a fad diet, but a lifestyle asking God to give you, um, help in an area and discernment in the area of what you put into your body. So these are things that we don't really ask God about, but they all matter, right? The the um, the description of the Bible that says, I want you to prosper just as your soul prospers. So he wants us to prosper in every area of our life. And if you don't think that the enemy is not after us, he will use your food addiction to keep you bound. You can't be out here um, fulfilling your purpose if you are on 600-pound life and you bedridden, 
right? But we don't think of it like that. We're not as we're not thinking in terms of strategy, even though we know that we're in this constant battle of spiritual warfare. So it's really important that we go through this, right? And then when you think about your future, so future may be businesses, it may be education. These are those longer term goals. Okay, God, so what am I doing in all of these areas of faith, family, finances, and future? This is a really good way to invite God into every area of your life, right? So that's identifying the vision. Then you want to obtain the mission, right? So once he gives you the vision, you ask for details. Okay, God, you said that I need to start building generational wealth. What does that look like? And then he'll tell you, you need to get life insurance. What? You need to get life insurance. And that's something that seems so small, but that is one of the number one ways to start building generational wealth in a way that is um, very cost effective. A lot of times health insurance, especially if you're if you're young, it's like less than $100 a month. And that's me being generous. That's for a really good policy, but we're not focusing on that. We're focusing more on, you know, let me... Uh, collect my coins and all of this. And God's like, I didn't even tell you to do that. I just wanted you to start with uh, um, building that, that generational wealth by getting life insurance, right? So this is where you ask, when, you're, when you obtain the mission, you ask for the details and then you ask how to prioritize. Some, the vision is always going to be bigger than you. And some of us get so overwhelmed by the vision that God has given us that we shut down. And then we don't do nothing, right? And you look up and it's been 10, 20 years and you keep writing the same visions because God's vision hasn't changed, but we haven't moved forward. So this is getting the mission gives you those bite-sized pieces, those things for you to, to complete by the end of the year. And then we avoid um, ending frustrated burnt out and having wasted our time and our resources because we're not having to balance, right? I would say balance is a myth. It's about prioritizing. So if God says this year with your finances and you building generational wealth, the goal is for you to get health insurance. That may be something that you don't you know, complete and get the policy done until, you know, the end of the first quarter, because they want you to go to the doctor. Like you need to start do, okay, this week, I'm going to look into different insurance um, coverages. I'm going to figure out what I need to do. I'm going to make the appointments that I need to make. And then eventually you will have the insurance. But instead of you feeling overwhelmed, you get that mission. And then you're able to go to the next step, which is to develop the strategy and the goals. Right? So when you talk about um, obtaining the mission, this is something that I always tell people to do frequently, right? So this isn't a one time, I do it once a year. And that's why um, our last point is to remain in constant contact. This is something that you should do frequently, right? With updates. When you are developing your strategy and your goals, you need to make sure that your goals are smart goals, right? So you wanna make sure that they're specific, that they're measurable, they're obtainable, they're relative and they're time-based. Don't wait until December 1st, 2021 to start looking for insurance companies. So what you can say is like, okay, by the end of January, I'm going to have an idea of what insurance company I want to go with. In February, you can figure out what appointments and labs and all that stuff you need to make. So you're you're giving yourself this time um, to get things done. 
And then you need to make sure that you are reviewing your key performance indicators or your KPIs, right? So your key performance indicators are how you know if you're doing well. Like, how do you know if you're doing well? You don't want to start doing the one thing and you fail to come back and look and see if this is going to be effective, if this if this goes with the mission. If God told you to get um, life insurance, why are you looking at investment properties? That's not the mission right now. The mission is for you to get health insurance. And so your key performance indicators are going to be those things that you are able to look at and say, okay, am I any closer to my goal? Have I made the appointments? Right. And the best way that I um, found to do this is doing a SWOT analysis. So SWOT, S-W-O-T. And if you put that in Google. There's all kinds of templates and things, but it's where you are able to objectively look. So this is the time where we get real with ourselves. Like sis, you said that you was investing in your health and yet you keep eating all the things. And that's me. I'll be eating all the stuff. Like you keep eating all the things. This is not, we're not doing well. Right. So with the SWOT analysis, the SWOT analysis allows you to look at your strengths, your weaknesses, your opportunities, and your threats. So the strengths, okay, you're drinking your water, great. But your weaknesses, sweets, child, pull it together. The opportunity, right? So there's an opportunity for you to join a local, um, a virtual health group, right? And then the threats are you not being consistent. And so you're able to do this and you're able to then kind of strategize and say, okay, I need to do better here or there. Um, And you're able to continue on your mission. Hold on. I see a question here. (laughs) Attack got me coming for me too. Okay. (laughs) So, uh, and then the last part is to remain in constant contact. So one thing that I like to do is every day, I like to get my um, my planner out. I definitely recommend having a planner. And I say, okay, God, I have the vision. I have the mission. What things should I prioritize today? Right? So this year or 2020, um, I did a lot of things. I'm finishing up my doctoral program. I have a podcast. Um, I've started the Producer Society. I have a nonprofit organization for young women that I run. I work full time. I got a husband. I'm administering training class. Like, sis is doing the most, and I'm sis. But God has graced me and kept me because I sit with him and I remain in constant contact and say, okay, God, what things do I need to do today? What's important today? Again, because it's not about balance, it's about prioritizing. So that means that I'm able to wake up early, right? So that was one thing that God called me to do that I was like, okay. Um, I wake up when my husband goes to work at 4.30 in the morning. That is really ghetto. It's not what I like to do, but that gives me the time to wake up, get my homework done for school before I even go to work. So then when I come home, I'm able to work in my businesses. I'm able to do all of these different things, right? So it's really about remaining in constant contact and asking God, how do I get from point A to point B? (laughs) Right, I'm sus (laughs) all day long. And so these are those points that you need to move from vision to mission. So identify the vision. You want to obtain the mission. 
You want to develop the strategy and the goals, review your KPIs, and then you got to remain in constant contact. Now, here's the call. Divine discipline. Divine discipline is this call to action that God laid on my heart. But now I I really know that anybody. Hey sis, are you enjoying this week's show? I pray that you are. Make sure that you connect with us and you keep the conversation going. Follow us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk. Make sure that you subscribe to the show, you rate the podcast, and you leave us a review. And don't forget to share the show with your friends, your coworkers, your mom and them, all the people. Okay? Okay. Now let's get back to the show that's connected to me needs to hear this. Everything that we've discussed tonight is going to be pointless if we do not have the skill of divine discipline, right? We have to carry out God's mission. And with any good soldier, we have to understand that there's going to be sacrifices. There's going to be struggles. There's going to be spiritual warfare that we have to overcome. And so we know that the victory is already ours, right? Like we already know the end of the story. So it's not that deep. The the victory is ours because God already told us, but we have to have that level of divine discipline. So here is the formula. Consecration plus commitment plus consistency is divine discipline, right? So we have to consecrate ourselves. You know, the Bible tells us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all all other things will be added unto us. There's nothing left out of all. All other things will be added unto us. So we have to be willing to consecrate ourselves. That means letting go of some of the things that are are killing us and they're in direct, um, they're battling against what God has called us to right? I like to share the story of when I first got saved. Before I got saved, I was a mess. I'm still a mess, but I was a mess, mess, right? Um, And I used to cuss a lot. Like, I mean, woo chow, my mouth. But as I started to spend more time with God, it wasn't a condemnation, but a conviction that God started placing on my heart to where I just didn't even have the appetite for cussing anymore. Like, it just... Ugh, like it just, I was just like, all right, I'm, I'm done with this. Not knowing fast forward four to five years later that he was preparing me um, to be in a position where I'm speaking every week about him on a podcast, right? But I can't, blessings and cursings can't come out of the same mouth. And so I had to consecrate and be willing to do that, not knowing that he was going to be using me and my big mouth to talk about him every week. Right. So it's there's things that we have to get rid of that may not make sense um, in the in the moment, but understand that all things are working together for your good. So we have to be willing to consecrate ourselves and have the discipline to do so. Then you have to be committed. Right. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. I mean, that's what God said. So we need to be committed in our actions to God. Too many of us, we can't commit child to nothing. (laughs) Like we can't commit to nothing. Like by next week, there are going to be 85 people who have given up on whatever health and fitness goals that they had. Right. And I'm people. So, so it's, it's so um, important that we remain committed to God, that we go out of our way to make sure that we're spending time with him how deep is your commitment? You, some of us are more committed to our jobs than we are to God, 
And that's a problem. We're committed. We'll get up early for this job that we hate. That's not doing anything for us, but then say we're too busy for God. The one who even gave us the job and allowed us to get up and have the sound mind, body and mind to go and be on that job. And so we have to really stop giving God excuses and make sure that we are really committed to him and the things that he's called us to. Lastly, we have to be consistent. Child consistence, right? Like uh, in the same sense, you will, you will be consistent with that job. You'll be consistent with that show that you watch every week. You'll be consistent with things that aren't really edifying you. And it's not that you can't enjoy life. God wants us to enjoy life, but there's a time for everything. We must be consistent in him. And I love Jeremiah 17, seven and eight, where it talks about us being rooted, right? We're we're planted by the rivers of the water. We're rooted and we're not going to be bothered by the heat, worried about long months of drought, but our leaves will stay green and we will never stop producing fruit, right? So consecration, commitment, and consistency is so critical in this um, season of us developing our divine discipline. Like we need, like we need that so bad. Okay. Questions. I'm going to stop sharing my screen for a second. Questions. I'm going to unmute everybody and we can kind of have a little bit of a conversation. So any questions, comments, concerns, y'all let me know. You are nailing the head. What is that quote? You're doing a great job. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) My sister does that. Got me. I can't even say it. I can't even communicate it well. That's how well you're like, you are coming for my whole life right now. So thank you. <laughs> yes, girl. God, when God gets, I was like, oh, Jesus, help me. God. <laughs> like, okay, you want me to say all this? But it really is, you know, we want great things and, and we expect great things from God, but too many of us are not putting in the work. And in this season, y'all know, like 2020 was reckless. And I feel like God is calling us to do these great things. If anything, it was evidence that God needs all of us to be in position to do what he's called us to all in our different lanes, right? So I have a friend of mine, she's a therapist. Her walking in her purpose looks different than mine, but it's equally as important. And so too many of us are wanting our purpose and our um, our missions to look like people that we've put on pedestals and we're not appreciating the space that God has called us to. No lie, no lie. That was, this is so powerful. And I'm so thankful I actually got to join. I was so mad that I joined late, so I apologize. But um, I... I feel like this is like exactly what I needed, but I also have, um, I've been, I've been motivated since I had my son, which was at 16. But now that I'm like 32, I'm no longer motivated. I'm like more like stressed and, um, I don't, I'm finding myself not wanting to push any further because it seems like the task is becoming more than myself. So I just actually um, stopped going. I don't think I'm going to be returning for my master's degree because I'm just kind of overwhelmed. So I was just, I guess my question is, is like, how do you, I mean, you said, you know, once we bank with the Lord that, you know, that's kind of where we're able to get our resource and replenish. But I also feel like I wasn't giving my son who's 14, I'm still a single mom. And, um, I wasn't giving him the attention he needed or 
being able to be present in him with everything I'm doing because I'm also in ministry. So it just seemed like it was a lot. So I was like kind of cutting the things that are not really important. So then I can focus on my home life because, you know, home life is way more important than anything else. Um, so do you have any suggestions and like say, like, I, I do want to open my own business. I want to have these plans and goals, but I feel like I need to stick to one thing at a time before I overwhelm myself and not do anything at all. Yeah, that's so good. Um, so I kind of was in that space. So I am um, finishing up my doctoral program. But when I first had told God that I wanted to go back to school for my doctorate, he told me no. <laughs> he was like, nah, we're not doing that. Um, because my grandmother had just passed away. My dad, I was caring for him. He had a really bad accident and I was using school kind of as a crutch to lean into because that's what was comfortable for me instead of me really taking the time to grieve. Um, I, I would definitely recommend a couple different things. You're right. Your family comes first. So, um, I would say like your, your first ministry is at home. So making sure that you sit down and say, okay, God, what things um, are, would you have me to do with my son, right? So um, what things are important? What does being present look like? Does that mean setting aside a day a week where um, we spend dedicated time together? We do something that um, is just me and him without distraction. Okay, great. Now, you know, moving into ministry, how, what does that look like in this season for me, God? How do I um, honor you and honor the, the platform that you've given me, this responsibility that you've given me without neglecting my first ministry, right? A lot of times people like to talk about the Proverbs 31 woman, and sis is great, um, but I'm not making my own clothes and doing all that. But what I've learned this year um, in balancing all of those things, like I said, I'm in school and home and ministry and this, this, that, and the third, it was that first um, Matthew, uh, Matthew 6 and 34, like every day God's going to give you the manna that you need to make it through the day, right? So this um, last year, my nonprofit, we did not do a lot of outreach events, but I still was on the back end doing a couple different things to make sure that we were pushing and moving forward. So it may not be that um, you know, you start the businesses and things now, write down everything that God's called you to make sure that you're finding resources um, for you to be able to execute all the things. So I have all of this stuff going on, but it was really important for me that I maintain my house. So I sat down, talked to my husband and said, okay, I need somebody to come help me clean this house and was willing to sacrifice a season of me getting my hair and nails done every two weeks. And this is that and the third, because I can't balance all of these things and make sure that home is taken care of. So just like the Proverbs 31 woman, she had handsus, had help. <laughs> so start developing your network of help. That may be, you know, um, doing, if, especially if your son is um, like an only child, doing big brothers, big sisters for him, um, finding some things where you know that he's being enriched, but also gives you the opportunity to have that alone time and spend time with God, have time for yourself so you can be replenished. Um, I always talk about how, you know, it is so critical that we allow God to pour into us because out of 
out of the rest of that, you're able to pour into your son. You're able to pour into other people at ministry. You're able to pour into your job and all of your future endeavors, but we can't pour out of empty vessels. And so I think really it's a matter of like prioritizing, identifying your help, and then understanding that the visions that God give us, they don't all have to be done today. I feel like that was me. God's like, write the book. And I'm over here like writing a book and doing this. Just because he gives you the idea doesn't mean that it's time for us to go right now. So he may give you the name of your business and then say, all right, girl, it's September. Start working on a business plan. All right, girl, start identifying, you know, doing the the needs assessment for your business. And it's bits and pieces, but the business may not be launched till 2023. I think that sometimes we get these visions from God and we feel like we have to get it all done right now. And that's not necessarily the case. Does that answer your question? Yes, that's perfect. I I did actually ask one more question. If you guys, if you do one-on-one sessions at all, I don't know. I, I, I just randomly found you and I'm now I'm like, I need more information. So I don't know um, if you could, if you explained it in the beginning, I apologize, but if you do just let me know. So I have not explained it yet. So I actually just started, let me pull up my screen and share it with you guys, all the ways that I do all the things. What's funny is that I felt I told one of my friends that I felt like God was calling me to do coaching. And I was like, girl, I don't know if I'm like good enough to be doing that. But so the answer is yes, I will. Um, I will do coaching sessions with people, but I also have a couple of different resources. So hold on one second. So these are all the ways that people can connect with me. So I just actually launched um, the it's the producer society. So we have Bible studies. We are doing challenges right now. It's our first fruits challenge where every day we're reading a chapter of Proverbs um, because we need wisdom. And we're just starting our off the year seeking God for wisdom. And then I have a podcast called God Goals and Girl Talk. Um, it's available every Wednesday on all kinds of different platforms anywhere you listen to podcasts. And then you can follow me on Instagram. So the PDNP. Um, because I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner. That's my personal page. And then the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast um, podcast page, which I just started because I'm like, like, y'all, I'm trying to manage all this stuff. But um, you can connect with me there and stay connected with me. And then, like I said, I would love to have all of you guys be a part of the Producer Society. Right now, it's free to join um, until God tells me otherwise. I just am allowing... um, everybody to join and come in. There's Bible studies already posted in there. And we're going to be doing a lot more events, live sessions, um, having some of my friends come in and talk about entrepreneurship and things like that. So I'm really excited about the Producer Society. And yes, I will be offering um, one-on-one sessions. So I will definitely um, have more information out about that soon.